is a message produced by Shalom Christian Fellowship in Ireland to bless the body of Christ. As God has a word for you, close your eyes, please. Let's pray. Beloved Jesus, we worship you, we honor you, and we thank you for your presence here among us. Thank you, Lord, because you love us. Thank you because you have great plans for our lives. And I pray that every single person in this place can hear your voice today. Not my voice, but your voice. Every single person that are listening to us through the internet, I pray for them also. Speak to their hearts, Lord. In Jesus' name, this is my prayer. Amen and amen. Today I want to talk about vision from Jesus. And today's message is vision from Jesus. Have you had vision from Jesus? <laughs> I want to start talking to you. You cannot live a Christian life without to have a vision from Jesus. It's impossible. It's impossible. And this message today will show us how important is to have a vision from Jesus. And each one of us needs to have a vision from Jesus. I remember years ago, <laughs> wow, when I had a vision from him. And I want to start talking about Paul the Apostle. And, but before he had this vision from Jesus, Paul the Apostle were, were known uh, as Saul because he had not yet converted. And he was, many people no, knew him as Saul. <laughs> but after his, the vision that he had, from Jesus, his life was transformed. <laughs> he was very religious, as many people are so religious today. And, but he was not a born-again Christian. And also, I like Paul, because he was aggressive. He wasn't a good man. <laughs> <laughs> he was mean, murdered, and he would kill Christians. I want to tell you something about God. Pay attention. <laughs> God loves bad people. <laughs> God loves bad people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when I look to my life, I, 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 cannot, I could not see that I was a good person. 
<laughs> I know you also. <laughs> Don't look at me, I was good, huh? No. God loves bad people. Why? Because when bad people born again, they make the best kind of people. Yes. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> when bad people have one encounter with Jesus, they see Jesus. And then their lives are transformed. Paul was that kind of person. He was in his way to pick up some letters, to go after some Christians, to kill some Christians. And he was in their way. And he had a vision from Jesus. On the road, he was overwhelmed by one encounter with the Lord. Please listen to me. You are here, listen. True conversion is not become part of a church or praying prayers that preachers leads you in. Because people say, oh, I born again. I prayed a prayer, give my life to Jesus. It is possible for people to be in church and not be saved. Did you know? Yeah. yeah? It's possible for people to be in church and not be saved. To have a praying mother and be around church events all their life and still be as lost as they can. You can have a parent praying for you and you are lost. You can be in church for years and be lost. Amen. Yeah. It is not until you have a vision of who Jesus really is that you really convert. It is not until you see him as he is. It is not until you are overwhelmed by his love and what he has done for you in that cross. If you don't have this vision about Jesus in that cross, sorry, you never are going to be saved. That's what the Bible teaches us as the new birth. You must be born again. It's not about saying a prayer or coming to church. This is a, there is a difference between being religious and being truly converted. Did you know you can learn how to come to church every Sunday, but not being converted? After Paul's encounter with Jesus, after finding out who Jesus really was, the first words out of his mouth were, what would you have me to do? This is the first words from someone who had one encounter with Jesus. What would you have for me to do? Because when you have one encounter with Jesus, you cannot be quite silent. You say, I want to follow you. I want to serve you. Amen. 
But today, sorry, it's a shame. But many people, I cannot guarantee they had one encounter with Jesus. If you don't like to pray, if you don't like to be in his presence, if you don't like to be in prayer meetings, if you don't like to, to, to gather together, sorry, something is wrong. When you truly see Jesus and your heart is broken and melted by his love, from that day forward, everything changes. That's what the Bible says is true conversion. You must be born again. Can you say amen? amen. When he saw Jesus, when Paul saw Jesus, he, he saw who he really was, and it gave him a new vision for his life. When he was questioned, few, few days, few months ahead, Paul the apostle was before a king, and, and he was questioned about his faith. <laughs> Did you know what was his answer? It is in the book of Acts 26, verse 19. He said, King, I was not disobedient, disobedient to the heavenly vision. I was not disobedient to the vision of Jesus. When you have this vision, when you have this encounter with him, you are going to say, what would me to do for you? I want to serve you. <laughs> and I cannot be disobedient. This is the sign that you had one encounter with him. When you have a vision from Jesus, the first thing you say is, what would you have for me to do? Have you said that to him? Your service, your work in the kingdom of God proves that you are really, that you really had one encounter for him. Last week, we listened here. Through Antonio, he said that Peter, Jesus went to Peter and asked, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? Three times. He said, if you love me, do something. <laughs> Prove that you love me. <laughs> Your service in the kingdom of God proves that you had this vision, this encounter with him. Also, 1 John said, 1 John 3, 2 says, said, when we see him, we shall be like him. Let's read all together. When we see him, we shall be like him. When you really see Jesus, it makes you want to become more and more like him. You have this desire in your heart. When you meet him, when you have this vision from Jesus, you want to be like him. You want to love people like he loved. You want to speak to others as he did. Do you remember the time when the disciples were caught in that storm? Did you remember? When the, the disciples were in the boat and suddenly a great storm came? 
Did you remember that passage? The storm was raging and Jesus came walking towards them on the water. <laughs> and then Peter had a vision from Jesus and he saw Jesus in that storm. And I want you to read now Matthew 14, 28, 29. Peter said, Lord, if that is really you, tell me to come to you on the water. Look, wow. Tell me to, to go to you on the water, he said. And Jesus said, what Jesus said to him? What Jesus said? Oh, just come. Jesus didn't preach, didn't say, didn't prophesy. Jesus said, come. Peter then then Peter left the boat and walked on the water. He said, Lord, if it's, if it's you, tell me to come. And Jesus said, come. And Peter got out of the boat. And the Bible says, my beloved brothers, you know this verse. The Bible says that he, he fixed his eyes on Jesus and he started doing the impossible. And as soon as he kept his eye on Jesus, he was doing what was impossible. He could, he could walk on water as long as his vision was turned towards Jesus. He could do what should not be, or human speaking, possible to do or to go. He was doing something impossible. Why? Why? Because his focus was only on Jesus. And he is halfway towards meeting Jesus, okay, in the middle. When suddenly he starts sinking because he gets distracted. He starts looking at the circumstances around the hand. When he looks around and sees his condition, he loses his sight of Jesus. I think this speaks a lot to you today. How many Christians started their spiritual life and their ministry so well, but because of circumstances, because of the storms of life, they lost their vision. Amen. They were okay, look at Jesus, and they were walking over the water. They were looking to Jesus. But suddenly, they start looking around. Maybe it's what happened in your life. <laughs> look at the person next to you and say, stop looking around. Look to Jesus. <laughs> stop, man. Stop, woman. Looking around. Why? The enemy goes is to get your eyes off 
of Jesus and and on the condition surrounding you. Because as long as you are looking at Jesus Christ and you are hearing him say, come. Come, Carlos. Come, Sandra. Come, Cristina. Come, Fabiana. Come, Antonio. Come, come, Miss Elena. Come. As soon as you, you are look at him, you are going to listen to him. Come, don't be afraid. <laughs> and you are going to do the impossible. Why? Because you are obeying him and you have a vision from Jesus and you are looking at him. Amen. <laughs> but when you lose your vision, wow. Because when you are hearing him, you can do the impossible and you are going to achieve unbelievable things. I'm sure about that. But the moment when your eyes shift off the vision to the condition that you are in, then when you begin to sink. Are you sinking? What is your condition? Then say, oh, Lord, help me, I am sinking. And suddenly they think, pay attention. Suddenly the thing that was holding Peter up began to give in. And he got halfway to Jesus and began to drown because he, because he broke his folks off of the vision and he began to look at his fears. This is how we get defeated. He was distracted from the vision by looking the conditions around him. I'm going to say again, he was distracted from the, the vision by looking the conditions around him. Beloved brothers, we are going to be tempted to look around us and we are going to miss the point. The vision that he gave us. And the Bible says in Proverbs 29, 18. Without vision. Without vision. The people perish. Without vision you are lost. Without vision from Jesus. You are not going to go anywhere. This is the truth. <laughs> and did you know. Sometimes I am in the middle of the storms also. Yes, it's not just only you. <laughs> Sometimes I am in the middle of the storm and say, Lord, what is going to happen now? Yeah, it's not just you. <laughs> you don't know. I think you have just small storms in your life. If you look at my life, I have national and international storms. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe you have just uh, stor Irish storms. <laughs> I have Irish storms, Sweden storms, Brazilian storms, Portuguese storms, and a lot of storms. <laughs> People with vision can do things that others believe to be impossible. People with vision, without vision, you are lost, my beloved one. And in the middle of this storm, you are, you are going to be tempted. Start looking. 
to the side and to lose your focus on Jesus. At the moment your eyes shift and begin to focus on conditions, you start sinking in fear. You start sinking in worry. You start sinking away from your faith. And that is a sure sign that you are in need of a fresh vision of who Jesus really is. You can look at him again. Because when you cry out and say, Jesus, I am sinking. <laughs> and when he cried out, Jesus said, I am here. You are looking to the storm. And you are full of fear, but I am here for you. <laughs> and what he did, then he looked at Jesus again and stopped looking to the storms, to the circumstance, and what happened? He started doing the impossible again. And he went walking on the water again. Amen? God, need, God you needed to receive a new vision from Jesus. And some of you are afraid right now, and you don't know why the things are happening in your life. I know, some, people, some of you are asking, why God, why God, I am serving you and why I am going this circumstance? Some of you here started drawing and something that used to be stable ground. Many of you in the past was stable ground. You were wa walking. Wow. Jesus said for me to walk and I am walking. Wow. It's so powerful. When we are walking under the water. When we are walking on the water, miracles are happening. And you, you are giving glory. Hallelujah. And, and you are listening to God's voice. And you are full of faith. And you are going, giving steps and steps. But suddenly, you start looking to the circumstance and start drawing. And you are walking. But now, in the same ground that you are walking in the past, now you are sinking. Did you get what I say? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's, uh, it's your spiritual life. In the past, your spiritual life was, oh Jesus, hallelujah, glory to God, hallelujah, glory to God. In the past. But now your spiritual life, oh, oh uh, I don't think I believe in God anymore. <laughs> or maybe your eyes now is looking to the world again. Addictions again. Things that you overcame in the past. You were walking over this ground. And now... You have, you have been tempted again to go back to this addiction. To look back to sin. You, are, you have been tempted again. Maybe it's your marriage, your ministry, or maybe one old habit in your life. When you first saw Jesus, you got, you got on the top of that addiction. You got on the top of that problem in your life, but now you are sinking 
It's when you start looking at the conditions around without any fresh revelation of Jesus. What do you need now? Fresh revelation. You need to see him again. Can you see some errors in your life? Can you see? Just you? <laughs> Can you see some errors in your life? Uh, now we have more. <laughs> some errors that you feel that you are sinking. You are not walking on this ground. You are sinking, literally. You need a fresh vision from Jesus. Amen? But you are going to have a fresh vision from Jesus. I prophesy in Jesus' name. Amen. He's going to appear to you again. You are going to have one encounter with him. And I want to change. Now I'm going to talk about another, another person. And I want, to, I want Mark chapter 8 talks about a blind man. Mark chapter 8 that this man had no vision. I'm going to keep talking about this vision. And notice the first thing that Jesus did to get his vision restored. This is interesting. I want to read Mark 8, 23. Look what Jesus... Jesus could heal him where he was, but Jesus didn't. Let's see what Jesus did. So, he... Jesus took the blind man by, by the hand and led him out of the town. Wow! This is so interesting. And we can learn many things for here. The Bible says that Jesus took him by the hand. Just try to imagine. He was blind in his village, in his house, in his family. And Jesus came and said, sorry, come. Where are you going to bring me? Psh, come. I am blind. Psh, come. But I cannot see. I want you to see. Come, come. Obey me. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. And brought him where? Out of the village. Out of the town. Jesus took him out of the town because sometimes before you can help someone, you have to get them out of the place where everyone has preconceived ideas about who they are and what they can achieve. Jesus could operate mir miracles everywhere, right? Of course. But he couldn't heal this man on the spot. He couldn't heal that man. He said, I have to get you out of this familiar environment, this comfort zone, in order to give you your vision. <laughs> For me to give a vision to you, to restore the vision, Get out of your comfort zone. I want, you want what is easier, okay? You want what is easier, familiar, more comfortable, but Jesus said to you, no, come with me. 
But you're going to say, but I don't know where you are going to bring me, Jesus. Okay, trust me. Trust me. The Bible says that Jesus led him by the hand. And this is so powerful. So powerful. If you start reading and receive this revelation. And, and he led him blind. Pay attention. He led him blind. Jesus will lead you blind. Many times. Many times. You are going to say, I don't know where I have to go. I am blind. Jesus says, trust me. <laughs> trust me. <laughs> because he, he will pull you out of the comfort zone and take you to unknown places. Do you see how this is very big deal for a blind man? Why? Because uh, do you know some bl blind people, by blind person? Do you know? Have you seen or lived with them? Normally, if you, if you are familiar, normally blind people usually should stay where they are very familiar with. Right? Why? Because they are blind. Or they move around by learning their way. Or a blind man knows that if he gives three steps, he can go the, sweet, the light suite. He knows if he gives more two steps, he is in front of the cook to prepare his food. If he gives ten steps, he can go to the living room. And more three steps, he is where? In his bedroom. And this is very familiar and comfortable for him. And Jesus said, I cannot heal that man there. I need to do something. God says, sometimes I will take you by the hand and I will lead you out blind. You don't even need to know where you, you are going. He will guide you. He will lead you, and you need to trust him. Amen? But I know it's not easy. <laughs> Maybe you don't understand, but you have to trust him. Sometimes we are in some circumstance. We need a healing. We need a miracle. And we need to trust him. But I know your heart is full of fear. Why, God? Uh, you need to trust him. You have to trust, play attention, you have to trust in the vision he gave you at the beginning. Even when you understand why things are the way they are today. Sometimes I don't understand things. Why? Sometimes I don't understand. And I, for me, great example is Abraham. Do you know the life of Abraham, right? Do you remember about Abraham? Are you with me? Yes. Are you with me? Yeah. God spoke to Abraham and gave him a vision. Amen? God gave him a vision. Abraham had to leave his people, his family, his country, because God had greater plans for him. 
God could speak to him and say, no, 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 no. <laughs> like the blind man, you have to go away. But when he was going, the Bible said he was not knowing where he was going. <laughs> Is this easy to do? It's hard. Because we want to know where we are going, who I. We want to, have, to receive all details from God before we go. <laughs> I, normally we don't sign contracts without to read all the terms and conditions, right? <laughs> but did you know that you have to sign the contract with God with, without terms and conditions? <laughs> you have to trust Him. Yeah, even myself. Sometimes I don't, lo I don't lose my time, wasting my time reading. Because if I agree, I have to sign. If I don't agree, I have to sign. <laughs> Isn't it? Ah, if you're going to buy something, you have to sign. If you don't agree, they're not going to change the law for you. Okay, go, bye-bye. <laughs> this is the terms and conditions. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's not easy. I am in this boat. Oh, see, sometimes I say, Lord, once again. Oh, okay. But I trust you, Lord. Because we, we don't want to go without, a vi uh, without clear vision. I don't want you to be focused on the circumstances, on the conditions. I am leading you. I have a vision for your life. This is what God is saying to you. Amen. He has a vision for you. And you have to walk. Usually when God gives you a fresh vision, he will lead you out of the town. Always. And I know 100% of you that are looking at me right now, you didn't expect, you didn't expect that one day you would be here in Ireland, sit and listen, Pastor Mars. Right? All of you never thought about. <laughs> okay, this is how God works. <laughs> Usually when God gives you a fresh vision, he'll lead you out of the town. He will force you out of the comfortable situation. Maybe you have been led blind and you don't know what's going to happen next. Maybe something happened and you don't know what you should do. What to do? Keep the vision that God has given you. Amen? And look at him. Stop looking to the circumstance. The circumstance is going to take you out of the road, out of the path that he has for your life. I have a question. What if that blind man, he loved his hometown more than he loved the vision God had for him? <laughs> What if said, no, Jesus, get out of my town. No, I want to be there with my town, my mom, my dad, my family, my country, my life. I want to be there. No, 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 no. I have something different. Oops. 
if he loved his town, his family, he would not receive his vision. And God has a fresh vision for you. Amen. Everything that was written here was written to teach us. And you need to learn from him. You have to be willing to obey when God say, come. And he's saying to you, come. No, this water, no. Come, trust me. No, in this water I can't. Come, trust me. There are some people that they want to see and know everything before they step out. Are you in this way? Huh? Are you with me? Are you sleeping? No. Okay, thank you. The truth is sometimes God leads you out blind. As you walk, you start getting your sight back. Amen? Amen. <laughs> this is powerful. <laughs> sometimes we are blind walking. Jesus, you are in the control. Hallelujah. You are in the control. I trust you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then you are saying, but you are you are still blind. Where where are you going? Don't know. <laughs> but you trust him. <laughs> Hallelujah. <laughs> Let's read Mark 8, 23, 24 now. 8, 23, 24. That says. So Jesus held the blind man's hand and led him, where? Out of the town. Then Jesus, what he did? His face. Oh, this is not polite. No, this is not in the terms and conditions. <laughs> He spits on the man's eyes. Mm, Jesus. <laughs> he laid his hands on him and asked. He prayed first time and asked, Can you see now? The man looked up and said, Yes. Woo! Miracle! Yes. I, but I see people. But these people, I can see they are look, tree, look like trees walking around. The first thought gave to the man a better vision. But if you didn't have any vision, if you are blind, and suddenly you are seeing men like trees, that's a good news. Because you are blind. And now you can see people. But not well. But now you can see. Can you imagine? You, you look to someone, you look to Paul, and you can see him like a tree walking. I cannot imagine how it was, but maybe it's like this eye that doesn't work well. <laughs> my eye, my, if you don't know my, my right eye, it's not okay. I, from, I was born with that. But... Here, the first touch gives him a better vision. But 
it was better because he was blind. But the point is, most of us would have stopped. Just because it was better, now it's just good, okay? And we set out for better and we don't go for the best. God has the best for your life. I know some miracles God has done in your life. But you can stop in the middle and you can lose your calling. You can lose the best for your life. Because Jesus asked him, are you okay? Yes, improved. Improved, he's better. But uh, sorry, it's not okay, Jesus. <laughs> you prayed for me, but uh, not good job. I think I, I want more. <laughs> yeah, because maybe you could say, I am so happy I was blind, now I can see. Wow, this is, a, this is so good. Thank you, Jesus, bye. No, he said, no, no, uh, it's better, but uh, I'm, I'm not seeing. Maybe you cannot see clear now. Your vision is not okay. And Jesus wants to clean your vision. Amen. There are some people here, Jesus needs to clean your vision. You received a vision, you opened, but now he needs to clean more. Amen. Amen. And you need to look at him and say, Jesus, thank you for what you have done. I am so thankful. But my vision is not clear. I need a better and a clear vision. Can you say that to him to now? Say to him, just like I need a clear vision, please. Yeah, I need a clear vision. Sometimes we say it's not as bad as I used to be. And so I think that I will just find myself a comfort place and set settle here but what happened he said no Jesus it's better thank you <laughs> don't say the Bible but I think he was grateful but said no no my vision is not clear I cannot see clear and what happened Jesus touched him the second time because sometimes, beloved brothers, we settle for the better and we give up the best. We set for the better and we give up for the best. We set for the good, okay, this is good, this is not okay, but the best is yet to come. This is what the Bible said, the best is yet to come. God is saying to you, I don't want to bring you halfway and you stop. I want to touch you again. Jesus wants to touch you again because the best is yet to come. Amen. Amen. Say to him, Jesus, touch me again. Oh, touch my eyes. I want to see clear. Oh, I want to touch my eyes. I want to see. Say to him, give me a fresh vision. A vision for this new season in my life. Oh, I want you to see it clear. Ah, we, amen. We need to say to the Lord, I want you to see. Touch my life again. You can be focus, focusing on condition and losing your vision. You can be looking to the condition, the circumstances, and to lose your vision. 
And we need to go to the Lord and say, Lord, touch me again. Clear my sight again. Amen? Amen. Or give me a new vision for this season. Give me a vision for my life. I want to see the second half of my life. Some of you that are listening to me, you are young people. <laughs> you are young. And maybe you don't need the second touch, you need the first one. <laughs> Some people didn't have the first touch of Jesus, the first vision of Jesus. Some people need to get the first touch or need to have the, the touch that Paul the Apostle had to receive transformation and conversion. Some young people, they need to receive this first touch because they never had a vision from Jesus. And you need to see Jesus. And when you see him, it will overwhelm you so that you want nothing but to be like him. I remember us today when I got saved. Are you with me? Some people sleeping. <laughs> if you look to the people, some people sleeping. Sorry. Just to to improve the environment. <laughs> I, but I remember, beloved brothers, when I got saved. And uh, I remember some things started happening inside of me. I remember. I... <laughs> if I look, God loves bad people. <laughs> I think it's because of that. God loves bad people. <laughs> And I was in a road, Damascus Road, walking that road. And suddenly, he appeared to me. And you don't need to give nothing to him. Nothing. Because when I gave my life to him, did you know what I had? Nothing. I had just my sins. <laughs> I was a sinner. I had nothing to give to him. Just my sins, my destroyed life. But then I said, Jesus, hear him. If you don't have this vision from Jesus, you're never going to be transformed. You're going to be the same again and again and again. And you need to see Jesus, and when you see him, it will overwhelm you. And then you are going to say, like Paul the Apostle, what do you want me to do? <laughs> I lived for myself many years. <laughs> now, what do you want me to do? <laughs> this is what Paul the Apostle said. This is what you have to say to him. What do you want me to do now? When you truly get converted, you say the same 
words as Paul the Apostle. What would you me to do? Have you said that to him? If you, if you are doing your own stuff, if you are following your thoughts, your feelings, your desire, and say, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do that, I'm going to do this way, I'm going to... Oops. This is a sign that you need to see Jesus on the Calvary. You need to see him on the cross. Please stand up. Stand up. I want you, please, don't move right now. But close your eyes and open your heart, please. Close your eyes and open your heart. Because you need to have a fresh vision from Jesus. And you can have it today. I'm not promising you that he's going to speak to you everything. No, maybe he's going to say to you, come. But you're going to say, I have no vision, Jesus. I am blind. Just come, obey me. Obey the, what I'm saying to you. But he is with you. When you truly convert, you die for yourself. And you say, I will give up anything and anybody and hold Jesus only. Please open your heart to him. How you can have a vision right now from him on that Calvary, on that cross. With your eyes closed, look to the cross right now. Because when Jesus was at the cross, it was God saying, I love you. I have plans for your life. When you see him on the Calvary, when you see his love, when you see his grace, you will say, what do you have for me to do? I will do, Lord. We need a fresh vision from Jesus. And please, maybe you never had one encounter with Jesus. And you need the, fr the first thought, the first vision, like Paul the Apostle had. And maybe you need to say to him again, Lord, forgive me. I was walking obeying my, my desires, but now I, I want to serve you faithfully. And maybe you have received the first thought. Your vision now is better. But he's saying to you, this is not the end. I want to touch you again. And we need a, a fresh vision from Jesus. And you must ask now, please, ask him, just say, Jesus, touch me again. Say to him, please, right now, Jesus, touch me again. Give me a fresh vision of who you are and what do you want me to do? 
Please, pray right now. Jesus touched that man and suddenly his eyes cleared. And he wants to touch you. And, his, and your eyes are going to be opened. But first, he's going to guide you for a while, blind. Just trust him until he cleans. He opens your vision. He opens your eyes. How along your walk with God you need to constantly ask him to touch your vision. Because we tend to focus our attention on the conditions around. And then we start to sink in the stuff we use to be on the top of. And maybe you are in the top. And, and now you are sinking. And God's word to you is refocus your vision back on him. Because he's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above all that you can ask, dream, or imagine. Hallelujah. Jesus, I pray for your people today. I pray for your people. I pray for every single person that are listening to me right now. I pray for them. Jesus, please open their eyes. They can have a vision from you, Jesus. Oh, Jesus, we want to see you. Give a, give a vision from you, Jesus. You see you in the Calvary. You want to see you on that cross. You want to see the work of the cross. And you want to see now we don't belong to us. You want to serve you faithfully. When we see you, we want to be like you, Jesus. Please touch our hearts. Jesus, we received the first touch. But now touch us again. Touch me again. I am here asking you, please, touch me again. I want to see clear to walk. Lord, if I have to walk more, some steps blind, I want to trust you, Lord. Oh, Lord Jesus, the circumstances in my life maybe take me away from the vision. And maybe the circumstances in my brother's life took them away from the vision that you gave us. I pray, touch them again. Please touch your eyes right now. But it's a, just a spiritual act and say, Lord, open my eyes. I want to see you. Please pray and say, Lord, I want to see you. Not with your this is physical eyes, but spiritually I am talking, not saying that. But you can have one vision from Jesus, as many people had. And say, touch me, Jesus, touch me again. Give me a new vision. I want to follow you. Take me by the hands, Jesus. I am blind. Say to him, I am blind. Maybe you are blind right now. And, 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 and ask him, take me by the hand. I'm going to trust you. I'm going to walk. I'm going to get out of this comfort zone. Doesn't matter what's going to happen. I want to obey you, Jesus. In Jesus' name. 
Lord, I bless all my brothers and sisters. I declare fresh vision from Jesus. Receiving Jesus' name, fresh vision from the Lord Jesus. I bless you and I declare your eyes will be opened in the name of Jesus, I pray and everybody say amen, amen and amen. May the Lord bless you. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless you and give you a fresh vision from Jesus. Amen.